This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. They've already had four hours, but there's always more that goes into every show. This is Emerging Podcast Scene. The Emerging Podcast Scene, Ken Carmen, Anthony Lima, brought to you by Extend Technologies. Online first, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. If you're looking for something for your patio, if you're looking for something for your basement, especially your basement, because, you know, patios, they're all year round with Extend Technologies. Yep, they can design you a patio that you can use in January as well as in July, but basements are fantastic too. If you're interested in whether or not you can wear white socks with brown shoes, whether I'm doing right now, Tony can tell you that that's a bad look or that's something that's perfectly fine because he's an expert in design, he's an expert in technology, and the the fine folks at Extend Technologies are just experts in everything. So why don't you give him a call as Lima looks at his phone, and why don't you check him out online, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. We know Lima's a big fan of Extend Technologies, aren't you, Tony? I am, and it's funny because uh, me and my girlfriend, we were trading texts about houses. That's what we do every day now. Mm-hmm. I think SNL does a, a great Zillow sketch that they put up like four weeks ago, uh, and it was so accurate. This is all we do, but when I'm looking at these homes on Zillow, the first thing I'm thinking about is what could we do to the patio? What could we do home entertainment-wise to the basement? Because yep. we're looking at these finished basements going, here we go. Already, here's the canvas. What could Tony and the team do on that to transform this yeah. into a real, legit home entertainment center? they got to be honest, I've never had my entire life, and so I'm excited thinking about it, and they are exactly the group to do it, Extend Technologies. You can let Tony and everybody go to work with it, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. All right, merging podcast scene. You wanted to get into the fans. I wanted to get into adult cinema, which we can do either or. We can do them both. I really do think so. Because somebody asked, Jim wanted to ask a question during I Have a Theory in Strongsville. And we said, no, this is called I Have a Theory, not I Have a Question for Ken. And he said, what type of forest do you walk around? I said, it's it's in the Watson Woods. Honestly, what I'm guessing is, and if you missed the show today, I said when we were about, I had to be 10 or 11 at the time. And we're walking around by Watson Elementary School. And there the woods by the elementary school, across from the elementary school, were called the Watson Woods. 
This is what we called them because they were by Watson Elementary. And we're walking through those woods, and there was like a fort. Like there were forts. Like kids had forts back there and stuff. It was just, you know, whatever. And obviously kids would go back there to, you know, smoke dope and do God knows what. And we stumbled upon a VHS, and it happened. And I can say the name of it now. It was John Holmes's Body Shop. Right? Nice. Now, I didn't know yeah. it at the time. It was just a blank VHS in, like, the sticker, like, the part in the middle where the sticker is was, like, scratched off so you really couldn't see anything, like, couldn't see what it was. And everybody, like, my buddy Danny grabbed it, and he's like, what is this? And I go, I know exactly what that is. And I'm like, we got to go to Matt's house. Remember, there's, like, three Matt's in my neighborhood. So we went to Matt across the street, right across, right across the street from my house. His parents weren't home. It was me, my three buddies named Matt. My buddy Danny, my buddy Brian, and my other buddy Danny. Not really big on different names. I was like the most unique name out of the out of the group. And we all Oh god, Jeff Dinger was there too. Jeff was there. And so we turned it on and it was John Holmes in Body Shop. And that's where it was. And I knew what it was and we had no decency about us whatsoever. Why were you old at that people point? walking their dogs in the middle of the day? It's summertime. I remember it was a little overcast, and they had this great big bay window. And the houses in the neighborhood were not that big, and they were kind of close to the street. Like, the lots were not that big either. And you could de- they had a big screen TV. You could see what we were watching as you walked by. You could easily see what we were watching as, as you walked by. But you didn't care at that no, point. No, yeah. because I was right. And we, we, we saw what we were seeing, and John Holmes was you know giving a, an award-winning performance, as he was wont to do in those days. This is before um, truly had triple threat. Yeah, this is before what happened with the uh, with the apartment and everything. But um, he was he was in great form, and there was some great legends in that one. And gosh, for all I know, they still had that. Which more than likely, let's be serious, another kid from the neighborhood on the other side of Watson Elementary School probably stole that from his dad. Left it in the woods like to a, show his buddies, well, guys, this and is, we found it. This is like a family heirloom passed down from generation to generation. Yeah. yeah. All this stuff's very important. Yeah. Uh, now, be honest. What? You know, we're, 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 we're grown men now. We're comfortable in our masculinity. Yeah. At least I think we are. Uh, when I first discovered what I discovered in the brown baggie, like I talked about on the air today. You found it in the attic. Uh, Crawl Space Attic, always a great place where the secret stashes are held. Some people talked about last week over the uh, the uh, ceiling panels. Yeah. Uh, used to find those all the time. And Kid said he found a bag of dope. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, Timeless. His house. Aged. Yeah. Always good. Okay. Um, <laughs> marinated, you know, over time. When I first saw what I saw, I got to be honest, I was weirded out. When I looked at it, I wasn't well, yours like. Yours was called taboo. It was taboo American style. It was a family affair, literally. I that's and, man, but, but, that makes all the difference. But when I saw it, I was like, maybe, maybe a uh, young Tony with the voice eight octaves too high, not a lot of hair under the armpits or anywhere else for that matter. Mm. Maybe young Tony's not ready for this. Like I would I, say, no. I knew what it was. I had maybe heard about it in a show or a movie or How something. God, I had to be, I had to be twelve. I had to be right, 12. That's right around that age. But I, I, I knew that this was something that some of the other guys on the street or on my aunt's street, we used to ride bikes. They would talk about this stuff, and I would pretend like, oh yeah, whoa. 
But in the end, I was really like, not for me right now. Not, not young Tony. And, and a little bit later, it only took maybe a year later. Really? I was like, all right, time to yeah, – Tony is maturing. Sports boy and a sports man. And I'm like, all right, now – and you're still putting on a show in front of your friends, yeah. right? You're still trying to brag because this was always – you'd get made fun of. You'd yeah. get made fun of if you didn't talk about this stuff, yeah. if you didn't swear enough, use enough profanity. Like, it really was first mob time, mentality. First time I said the F word out loud, I was, set, I was eight years old. And I, my buddies made fun of me because I didn't cuss. I would not cuss because my dad, my dad cuss. I cuss way. I can. I never hear my dad say a cuss word anymore. My dad said nothing, dropped nothing but f bombs. Like he was Harry Truman mm-hmm. with how many f bombs that guy drew, <laughs> dropped through my entire childhood. And then all of a sudden, he never cusses now. He never says a cuss word. And when I was little, all my buddies cussed, and they all made fun of me for not cussing because I didn't want to upset my parents and cuss. And plus, my dad said he'd throw me through the window if he ever heard me say those words. It was a different time. And I said, I looked into the mirror, I said the F word, and I ran underneath my bed and hung under my bed for like a half hour. <laughs> I was disgusted. You at got myself. ready. You got ready to be dealt with. I, I know. I, I, by the way, we have breaking news uh, that oh. hit right before the show yes, surrounding a uh, certain team in town that has been silent. So will end our bid, unfortunately, yes. uh, that we've been building. Sorry about that, Owen and kid, because we're putting too much work in and you knew it would end. What? Uh, when, it, when it comes to a certain team in town. But I'll just say this going away to basketball camp that first time, mm-hmm. that was where. That was where, uh, you know, a, a boy becomes a man just in terms of uh, dialogue yeah. with your buddies and stuff you learn about yeah. and stuff you learn about with the opposite sex. We'll just leave it at that. Wow. But it, you came, I came back from Hiram basketball camp that year, a changed person. It was a co-ed camp? Uh, no, no, no. I'm just talking oh. about the stuff we talked about. Oh. Because okay. now you have exposure to kids from other schools, and you just learn a lot more than – what you may have learned that, okay. that for, for that first time. I didn't realize that. All right, fine. Uh, do you want me to read the press release? Yeah, if you want to. Uh, hold on here. Looks like. Say it. I just want to make sure that I have it. Looks like Kobe Altman will be speaking at 1 o'clock on Friday. It's about time. Do we think uh, this was just giving him time to be able to evaluate things in full before he's prepared to make his measured remarks? Or was he pressured by the media and fans to have to talk? <laughs> and maybe season ticket holders. I don't know. What do we think? Uh, I No, it, it's, it will have been 12 days. He wasn't pressured in anything. This wasn't the sweet spot? No, it wasn't where – I'm not going to sit there in champion's pose tomorrow morning and go, oh, I got Kobe. To, no, no. It was 12 days. I didn't pressure the man into doing anything. I didn't pressure him into doing a, a damn thing. He, I, maybe they thought they were going to fire him, and they moved on. And I told you for two reasons on the air, on the show, I didn't want him fired. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons was – and some people disagreed with – well, a lot of people disagree with me about wanting Kobe Altman fired. I do not want him fired. I, I say I think he should keep his job. And there's multiple reasons. I don't think that he signed Kevin Love. That's a Dan Gilbert decision. The other decision is I'm still wondering, and you may disagree, and you know what, if we have Lloyd on or something like that, maybe he'll disagree or maybe he'll set me straight, I should say. I still wonder if he was wanting to trade Kevin Porter Jr. You know, I I wonder if Dan Gilbert and what he wants to do with his team kind of bounces around. 
with the new person who's around. Maybe J.B. Bickerstaff said, you know, this is something that's untenable here and decided to move on. And Kevin Porter Jr., I think, did a lot to get himself traded. And maybe it was maybe it was uh, Kobe Altman's decision to do so. But I was so, like, you know, he drafted him. He, it wasn't like he didn't know that the guy had personal problems, severe personal problems, and he did. And he's been to a strip club ever since, which is a no-no. I'm sorry. Right now it's a no-no in the NBA. He was. Yeah, I, I, I know we just uh, got done talking about but, Just of all the things that probably he's ever done bad. No, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not up there. But, and may, hey, who knows? Maybe he goes on to a brilliant career and he's a great yeah, role model and citizen and all that stuff. Who knows? But I, I don't know. I can't just sit there and say 100% with 100% certainty that it was Kobe Altman. My feeling it probably still was Kobe Altman, but I can't say for certain. He drafted Colin Sexton. There was a landmine of bad players. I, I don't mean to throw you under the bus, but I'm gonna. You wanted Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox has been a disaster. Uh, well, I also wanted Michael Porter Jr., but that's neither here nor there. Right, Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> has not been a disaster. So okay, one one for two, yeah. one for two. So he he got he got Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton's been a really nice player. Darius Garland, I, I'm really excited about. Yeah. Um, Isaac Okoro is a project. But the other ones, or the, the other decisions that are involved in this, yeah, he's, he's made some missteps. I do think he has had some missteps, and maybe they could be better. But I can't blame him for lotto picks. I can't. I know that they were trying to win this year, which is ridiculous considering how bad they were. And also, and this is not an, this is not a reason for him to keep his job. It is a reason to have some consistency is that he could always make a worse decision with who he's replacing him with. I'm talking about Dan Gilbert. I think Dan Gilbert could pick God knows who to be the next general manager of the Cavs, and we could be even worse off. Like, I, I'm I'm very afraid this is going to turn into the Sacramento Kings. Very afraid. I, I'm i very afraid in 10 years we'll be talking about the same type of Cavs problems. That we're we're basically, right we now. just have young players every year. We yeah. never win. We're always in the lottery. Yep. But the young players never fit together. There's yep. never a culture of winning. None of the teams yep. play defense. You cycle in and out of coaches and GMs. The good players. And then that, that, that's the same team. The good yeah. players that we get, there's always a problem. Like, we find our own DeMarcus Cousins, and there's always, like, a there's an overrating of him. And they they fight with media, they fight with coaches, they do God knows what. They finally get themselves jettisoned, and then you find out like eh, like Demarcus Cousins is good, or maybe you get a guy who is good, Carl Anthony Towns. He looks like a star, and you still lose, and then uh-huh. it gets bad, and you try to fix it with 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 certain things with coaches yeah. and try to find light yep. in a bottle, and none of it works. And so to that realm, it looks hopeless. Here is where it can go well, where it can turn around. It just took one offseason for the Charlotte Hornets. I know they still didn't finish with a great record. They had injuries. Yeah. But took one offseason and LaMelo Ball landing a lottery pick high. Yeah. They ended up with him uh, number three, right? Mm-hmm. It just takes a guy like that to potentially change everything. And think about what the reaction is in that city on their basketball team now compared to where it was a year ago. It's amazing how one offseason can change that. And so if the Cavs all of a sudden get – Cade Cunningham, I'm not as high on Evan Mobley as in the mix right now, but maybe it's a Kaminga. I don't think they're going to take Jalen Suggs. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Whoever they end up taking, if they end up being really good kind of instantly and you could yeah. see some some star potential, things could change very fast. And maybe guys like Colin Sexton are in their normal roles. Yeah. You know, Okoro can be in his normal role. I have been, yeah, and I've been critical of Kobe Altman at times. I just don't think it's worth moving on from him yet. I could be critical of somebody and say they still deserve to keep their job. 
I know that because we talk about politics in certain levels and we talk about sports in certain levels and they really intertwine with how we talk about either one, not about actual core issues or core people, but our, our ideals with them, where you don't work, you're gone. You don't work, you're gone. I don't think that Kobe Altman should lose his job yet. Now, maybe by this time next year, I will feel a, like an idiot for saying that, no, he should keep his job. I, or he, I think he should keep his job. And I think he's done a decent enough job that doesn't tell me, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater just yet. Let's keep let's keep him here. Let's see how this thing works out. I mean, it was just a year ago they hired John Beeline to be the head coach of this basketball team. That feels – somebody tweeted that at me, and I said, you know what? That feels like he was the head coach before Lenny Wilkins. That's how long ago that feels. Jeez. That John Beeline was the head coach yeah. of the Cavs. It was, yeah. a, it was two seasons ago that they started with. That's how, that's how recent this has been. So I give Kobe – some credit. I have major concerns, but some of that stuff is not Kobe's fault. Some of that stuff's just ownership. Which I'm not hearing from. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know when we're going to hear from Dan Gilbert and again. If we can't hear from Dan at some point, which he, I, I'm understanding and I'm sympathetic, and I, I don't wish that type of thing to happen on anybody. But maybe it is time, like we read the piece from Jason, maybe it is time to prepare the son to speak. Publicly for the How team. old is the son? I know he's, what, 23, 24? Oh, my God. They can't. They can't. I'm sorry, I'm, Anthony. What else are you going to do? Can't, I can't have a 23-year-old running a billion-dollar Somebody's got to say something. I can't. Well, yeah, and you know Somebody what? Somebody in ownership. And at you know some point over the next couple of years, whether it be with J.B. Bickerstaff, whether it be with Kobe Altman, whether it be with a draft pick, whatever it might be, somebody from ownership is going to have to speak for this basketball team. Dan can't. And t- if he can't give long answers, something like that, which, again, I can understand that somebody – in ownership, needs to pre- be prepared. Somebody needs to be. I am the spokesman of the basketball team. It's 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 ugly. It's some. We'll talk about. Tomorrow. I'm not trying we'll, to be unfeeling yeah, we'll, towards it. We'll Trust get into me, I'm not. By the way, yeah, I'm happy they're talking. I don't care what the reason is that they're talking now. The good thing is they're talking. Yes, I think it's too late. But you know what? I just got I just got a text from a season ticket holder. Just said, oh, this should be interesting. Glad he finally. Uh, came good. out from somewhere. Good. Okay, good, because you're talking to your fans. Forget about the media. Who cares? I mean, we'll ask the same questions fans want to ask, so uh, th- don't worry about us. We'll be fine, but it's 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 the fans. I talk to a lot of people who aren't season ticket holders. You and I talk to a different group of folks, and I hear from a lot of non-season ticket holders, people who don't even go to games. It doesn't matter. What are they going to say that changes? But if I'm getting if I'm getting from you that a season ticket holder is going to say something, okay, that season ticket holder does care. That is your... That is your customer. That is your fan base. And you could say all you want until you're blue in the face if you're a fan, if you're just a general Cavs fan, that it doesn't matter to you. And it may you, I'm not saying you're lying. It may not matter to you. But season ticket holders, as we know, because we all know a season ticket holder of one of the big three teams in this town, it matters to them. The first thing a season ticket holder says when they call into radio is they're a season ticket holder, and they usually tell how long they've been. A season ticket holder does believe, because of the amount of money they spend, and rightfully so in most cases, that they're owed something. And so they're owed answers. They're owed a, they're owed a sales pitch. They owe you a pitch. And you could say at the end of that pitch tomorrow, you could say that's complete BS. You could say they you don't believe them. You could say to hell with you. I'm spending my money with the Browns or Indians. You could say all those things. They owe you a pitch. You could say at the end of it, you know what, I like I like the cut of your jib, Kobe, and I think that I really want to be a season ticket holder again. We're going to allow fans back into Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. You'll probably give me ticket deals on some of the other events that are going on in the, in the, in the arena. I'm a Cavs fan. I believe in going to Cavs games. I love basketball. I'm going to go to you. You can make a difference there too. You owe those people 
a conversation. You owe those people for what they pay for. And so I think, yes, well, some people say that's antiquated. It's a different – no, it's the end of a season, whether it's been a great season or what we've just gone through. You owe a conversation to your fans. Well, we're getting it tomorrow, finally. Good. (laughs) After all this. You know what else we're getting? Fantastic service from Extend Technologies. X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Better than anyone else out there. And we know from experience, with expert installation, with the very best in AV, with the very best in design. And again, let me stress design. They sit down with you, and they go over all the lowercase j's and dotted i's and all the cross t's. They come up with the blueprints and show you what you could do in your home. The fusion of design, the fusion of great technology together as one, bringing your home into the 21st century, something you're going to love and your guests are going to be quite impressed with. How many times have you heard, maybe it's a friend. Too who, many. Who's, I'm going to tell you too many. Yeah, it's not happy about the fact that, you know, they farmed out something to somebody, through somebody, and not only was it a disaster how long it took, uh, the fact that it wasn't the vision that they set up upon, and worst of all, wasn't for the money that they said it would be. Uh, the beauty of Accent Technologies is that it is always the price that they quote you. That that price is the price. You are going to use the supplies that they know they're going to use. They've been doing this. They've perfected it. And trustworthy people to let into your home and get the job done on time, not a month later yep. when they can finally get there. No, on time. That is something very important to Tony and his entire crew, and that's how they've continued to grow this business for the last decade. Quality work, the way it was meant to be done. Quality entertainment, the way it was meant to be enjoyed. X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. I wanted to get into a good – I got into a lather about Kobe Altman. Now I want to get into a lather about whether or not NBA players are soft. You want to do that or Baker's contract? No, I think Baker's contract will be there. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be talking about it. But believe me, especially if the Lamar Jackson thing gets done, we're going to be talking about it plenty. So you want to talk about NBA players being soft? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so wait, th- this came up because uh, Derrick Rose, what prompted the Derrick Rose discussion? Was it Trey Young and the fans screaming obscenities at him uh, throughout the game? Wasn't that what sparked this whole thing? Yes. And then we know the mayor got involved in New York City. And so this became a contentious issue. I've never had a problem with fans chanting whatever. And, and yesterday, they were chanting. At I've Trey had Young. a couple problems with some fans' chants. I've had a couple with some fans' chants. I think that there's been. I mean, I, at high school games, yeah. we were swearing at referees, and I didn't. Th- I wouldn't like, think that's right. Like our virgin ears can handle it. I'm, I would not think that's right. Uh, I I just know that that is something that has always been a part of sports. Will continue to be a part of sports. I don't have a problem with that. I was surprised today, you know, and Kenny Kidd's on the other side of this. Uh, Kenny Kidd brought up that he thought Russell Westbrook overreacted to the popcorn getting spilled on top <laughs> yeah, of him at MSG. Yeah. I think players have a right to be upset about that. I don't think that means they're soft, that they go off when they're spit upon, spat upon like Trey Young was uh, yesterday at the Knicks game. I think, I think that you should expect a lot of this. A lot of this, and they do, and they know they're being compensated so handsomely. And, yes, these players are all correct when they say none of this would ever happen to them on the streets, but this isn't that situation. So I do think there's a bargain that these players make, but I think players were upset about this 20 years ago. They were upset about it 30 years ago. Uh The players now have more power. 
I mean, we know that. They have more power over their league. I just don't think they have power like that over the fans. Like, I don't think popcorn should be thrown. But how did play? How did fans but, not learn the lesson after the Malice and the Palace? Like, those players are going to come up, and they're going to kick your ass well, okay. <laughs> if you wanted to. I don't know if I agree with that. Is, because it, is it because the fans can't get the, the players can't get to the fans because security now? Ron Artest. Is that why? Ron Artest lined up his shot like he was teeing off. I mean, I saw drop. five guys get dropped in that thing. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm talk- Jermaine O'Neal might have dropped somebody. Yeah. yeah and Steven Jackson dropped somebody. Ron Artest. Lined up like he was teeing off at Valley of the Eagles and still didn't drop that drunk guy. Hey, all I know is uh, it's not a good idea to mess with professional athletes. It's and those, not. Those NBA players are bigger than you, and even if they look skinnier than you, they're stronger than you. Case in point. I wouldn't get in fights with them. I heard Kwame Brown, and I heard Matt Barnes, and yeah. I, I do not, I'm not a fan of Matt Barnes. I've been a little bit of a defender of Kwame Brown through his career. I think that Washington messed that up. I don't know if he should have been taken number one overall. No. I don't think he should have been taken number one overall, but I think Washington messed that chance up to develop him. If you're spending 12 years in the league, I don't care. You you know a system. You know basketball. Sure. You can play the game very well. So we spent 12 years in the league. It wasn't a total mess like the the kid we got from uh, Canada that we drafted number one overall. Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett. Yeah. Thank you. It wasn't like that. I heard him talking, and I heard Matt Barnes talking. Again, I was a fan of him when he was in the NBA. I'm like, nope, not a chance I'd fight either one of these guys. Not a chance. To hear Matt Barnes, like, it was chilling. It was chilling. We can box or we can hug it out, whatever you need to do. Like, he was so a matter of fact. Like, yeah, if you really want to fight, we can fight. And I'm like, Matt Barnes is probably 6'5 plus. Kwame Brown's definitely like 6'9. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nope. These are retired guys. No. Not a chance. It seems like these guys are staying it was in, chilling. Sh- in yes. shape more than ever. Did you see CeCe Sabathia, by the yeah. way? Different sport. He looks way better. These guys, could have could he have extended his career? I mean, he had a great career. Uh, these guys are in better shape now after retirement. It's it's insane to see this. Either way, all, all I'm saying is we ask these questions all the time, and now it's on the NBA players because the playoffs are going on, and you're seeing some, you're seeing fans back in the stands, and the insults are back, and some of that I love. I actually do. I, I, I think some of that is fun. But, I mean, what were we saying about NFL players as they're exchanging jerseys with their rivals after the game? Like, we are asking. Are I these, hate that. And they work out with these guys in the summer. Uh, Some of these players work out with their bitter rivals in the summer. See, that I hate. So aren't all the sports softer than they used to I, be? That I hate. I really hate that thing. And I'll tell you why. It, it, it breaks away some of the illusion. I hate to keep it. I know you hate it, and I know, I'm sure you text Keith when I compare things to pro wrestling. You do, don't you? No, not always. I think this is actually applicable. Not always. I think the rest the rest okay. of thing is applicable. So you there. would agree. Like, yeah, I know it's a work, but no. you don't need to sit there and throw it at my face. Like, I know, I know Tom, Tom Cruise is really not disarming bombs and saving the world. I don't need, I don't need him to break away from the movie. He does do a lot of his stunts. And tell him, okay, he does do a lot of his stunts, <laughs> but I know that. But he doesn't break away from the movie and yeah. tell me about it and tweet about it in the middle of it and yeah. go shake hands with the bad guy. He doesn't do that. Why do I need to see that at the end of a game? Browns fans do not like Steelers fans. Now, you and I, I can say whatever I want. I've been to Pittsburgh. I've had a pretty good time in Pittsburgh. I've also been arrested in the city of Pittsburgh. But I've been in Pittsburgh, and I've seen, I've been with their fans. I get calls from their fans, and, hey, I ain't going to lie to you. Some of them, for whatever reason, are surprisingly nice to me. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. They're, they're kind of nice to me. But a regular Browns fan who lives in Brook Park doesn't care, doesn't give a you-know-what. So Isn't this why we have a newfound respect for Trevor Bauer? Yes, that he yes. Is, he is not. Yes. He's, he's making no bones, whether it's his college teammates <laughs> that he doesn't get yeah. along with. Seems like he doesn't get along with anybody. Yeah. Uh, he is going to take that wrestling mentality 
and make sure that you have a storyline, that you have a reason to love or hate a guy. I love that. And a lot of that, unfortunately, is being driven right out of sports because these guys are in a club now. They're in a fraternity, and they are they are all designed now. They're being told as Andrew Lee, if, look out for each other. If you own the Browns, would if you and I both own the Browns, if we were like the Glazers, okay, or Bidwells. Is the Bidwells We're trying to get a super team going, super league. What would we – would we get in hot water with our fans or with, like, ESPN and Fox Sports and, and other radio show hosts if we were to say, listen, you guys can be friends all you want. If we see you exchange jerseys on that field, we're finding you. We will find you and we will kill you. That's an L sketch there. Sorry. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah right, we're right. going to find you five grand <laughs> if, we find, if we see you guys or have any evidence of you guys exchanging jerseys on the field afterwards. Our fans don't like that. We're still in entertainment business. We're I in a, know. I'd say we're in a winning business. But in the back of my head, I go, we're in entertainment business. I want fans to I, – I do. I want – if I'm a Cardinals owner, I want my fans to hate the 49ers and everybody else. Yeah. So would I get in trouble if I said that we were going to find I, – I, I'm sure there'd be some silly backlash. But I go, we're going to find you – we're going to find you five grand if we see exchanging jerseys on the field after the game. That's why don't we love – Bench clearing brawls still in baseball. Yes, don't we? We love... can't hit them. We love it when our when our when our team hits them. And 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 even the NBA. For all that you want to say about the NBA and how they're all buddy buddy and everything, and they are. When you get deep into the playoffs, those players by game three of a series, they do hate each other for that series. Oh yeah, it does happen. Yep, it does happen. Get annoyed, but you're right. I I understand the sentiment of seeing these guys and being frustrated as a Cleveland fan when you see our guys hanging out. But hey, I'll tell you, when we had LeBron. LeBron, that first time around, going after the Washington Wizards, going after Gilbert Arenas and Sean uh, – was it Sean Stevenson? Yep, Deshaun Stevenson. Deshaun Stevenson. God, I totally forgot about that. Uh, well, I think later – did he win a ring with Dallas when I, they beat I Miami? Think he did, yeah, but that stuff was fun. That stuff was so much fun. And so that, that does still happen here and there, but obviously not as often as it used to. And that's why I, I want to go back to the way things used to uh, – to a degree. I, I know it can't all be that way. And I'm – honestly, if you guys want to – your Twitter's your Twitter. So if if I own the Browns and Jeremiah Wusukoromoa decided to tweet like, hey, wish we would have been able – wish we would have been able to meet after the game, but you know, and tweeted at somebody else and like with an eye roll, I'm not going to say anything. That's your Twitter. But you know what? If you exchange jerseys – if you break if you break kayfabe to Browns fans, mm. I'm gonna find you. We're gonna have problems. <laughs> it's part of the show. While you are on the field, it's part of the show. And if you're in a team capacity, in a, in a capacity of actually going out there and winning the game, if it's it, you can talk to them before the game if you want to, but the jersey they all talk fine. The jersey exchange thing that's a very public thing. Fans don't like it. You take your own jersey. You can mail it to your buddy. You can put it all over social media all you want, but they don't like it. Fans call in. They don't like it. I don't know. I just don't like. I don't like just putting it in everybody's face at everybody's buddies. I don't like that. I knew that. that I knew LeBron and, and Draymond Green are business partner, partners, and they've produced movies together. But they did hate each other in the series. But they hated for the each other sake in the of the series yep. and for their teams. Yep. And they wanted to win the championships for their teams. They did put that aside yep. and hate each other's guts. And as a Cavs fan, it's fun that I know that. His fam, Draymond Green's family doesn't like it here. Mm -hmm. They don't like the city, and Draymond doesn't like the city. You ready for uh, congratulations on all your success? Yeah, so I have this. This is this is good, and we got to tell you, continue emailing us, lima at 923thefan.com. And for you, it's Carmen. C-A-R-M-A. With an A. 
uh, at 923thefan.com. Now, this one came last week, so we saved this one. I really wanted to see what we could do with this. This was from Mark. Mark said, since Lima is a pro now with women, <laughs> so untrue, how do I get one? I said, hey, I'm going to need a breakdown here. Age, where you live, what you do, and anything else that may be of help, we'll tackle this on the episode next week. And here we go. He got oh, right okay, back. okay, I got my pen and paper. He, he was right on top of this. So I'm excited about this. All right, hold on. His name's Mark. By the way, we're offering advice. Understand all of our advice might be horrendous. We think we can help you, but of course, so do a lot of, a lot of financial advisors. And then how does that work out? Okay. Never mind. I was going to make a joke. I'm like, I don't make that joke. Just staying away that. from it. Nope. Yep. Okay. Okay. Mark is how, So how old is he? Mark is 31 years old. Okay. What's Do, do we have a city? Menor. Menor. All right. He's a father of a 10-year-old girl. He says... Uh, well, he got a girl once. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay. obviously, this is something that he has been able to accomplish. Says, I'm a quality control tech in independence. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I've been single a while and looking for my forever partner. Looking to I, mingle. I hope this helps. No, he says forever partner. Ooh. Okay. So, I'm reminded of the movie, and I don't think you've seen this. I finally saw it. I'm into now watching these types of things. What Thanks. about the guy who had to rummage for a dumpster for a Playboy? <laughs> okay. I'm immediately reminded of a movie, Crazy Stupid Love. Crazy Stupid Love. Now, this is a middle-aged man, a man with children. Uh, it's heartbroken when his wife asks for a divorce. Is that Steve Carell? Yes. Okay, I have seen that. Okay, to get over his loss, he starts picking up women at a bar on the assistance of his newfound friend, Jacob. And that, of course, is Ryan Gosling, who... Uh, is basically the love doctor. And and Ryan Gosling takes to helping him because the guy is so pathetic that he feels like, hey, we've got to change your wardrobe. We've got to change your tactics. Your conversations are terrible. You're doing the type of conversations that are, are just driving new women uh, insane because you're talking about your wife and no one wants to hear about that. Either way, so, Mark, we're, we're going to try to help you here. All right. Now, uh, look, everybody's different, and everybody's scenario is different. Do we have a, Do and, we have what he's looking for in a woman? Well, he said his forever partner. That's it? That's it. And I am right off the bat, that is sounding an alarm off to me that I don't think you're going into this the right way just for me. You may. You may find that right person. You might have what Green Bay Packers fans had. You might go from Brett Favre seamlessly – to Aaron Rodgers. Most likely, though, what will happen is Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love here. And this is this is why I would say don't push the pace. You're 31, okay? Allow it to happen. If it happens, that's great. But I think the biggest mistake, and this has happened with a few of my friends that were the early divorcees of my group. They got married very young. Now, they did not have children. So uh, the link to your ex, and I don't know that your ex is still in the picture, but the link to your ex, if that's there, could complicate things, also could help things. It actually could, and I can explain that. But with my one friend, who's mm-hmm. uh, really successful right away. Congratulations. Got married, and then seven years in, uh, ended it, and I said, hey, oh, I was almost gave his name away. I said, hey, here's, <laughs> I'll just call him Ed. Ed, this is, this is great news for you. I said, uh, get on Tinder, get on Bumble, start going to certain places uh, that are chic, that are great places where women who are also looking for the same thing as you 
are going to be hanging out and start to see, start to see, start to don't don't press the pace here. There's no rush. And then what happened? Um, went on one Tinder date and now he got married again. And that's okay. That is absolutely okay. He did exactly what Mark was looking to do, and so far, so good. That can happen. I would dumb down those expectations. I would dumb them down, and I would say, let's first see what's out there. Start with, A broad search is okay to start out with. I don't think a strategic uh, surgical approach is the way to go immediately because I don't think you know what you're looking for. I don't yeah. think anybody could know what you're looking for because you got involved right away. And so how could you even know? You talking about years when, he, got, when he was with somebody when he was 21 there, you're saying? Yes. Yes. So the life has changed. Yeah. Life has changed. Think about how <sighs> all the dating services have changed in that amount of time. Think of how women have changed. Think of how men have changed. Think of how wardrobe has changed. Think of how restaurants have changed in just 10 years. Heck, five years. So you're looking for something you were looking for when you were 21 that doesn't even exist on the planet because planet has evolved. The, the, the whole dating world has evolved in just 10 years. So I would say start slow. Start slow, but start going out. The first thing is you got to go out. You, you do have to go out and see what's out there. I think you do. You can't just hide behind your phone and set up Bumble and, and, and Tinder dates and stuff like that I don't, or Hinge. I don't think you can just do that. You got to do a multi-pronged approach. So do those things. He says he's on social media. That's great. So take some of these skills that you're probably learning on social media, how to talk to people mm. and not like political fights. That's not good. But, oh, but it's going to get brought up at some point. It will. Overly not first date. but It will. But, but I think you can go at this from different angles, okay. right? Yeah, I think what you're saying is true. I just don't want him to – I think some guys take that stuff too literally. I think they push women away maybe because, well, i got to play the field. It's like, well, when you know, you know. But even when you think you know, you never really know. So, you know, I I've, I said before about quarterbacks. Looking for love, looking for quarterbacks is like looking for yeah. love. When you know, you know. But you never really know. And so <laughs> I think it's – I just say keep an open mind. And not everyone – I think if you go in – I, I don't want you to force it because I don't want you to have to get divorced twice. Uh, the, the, the daughter's 10, all right? So if you're thinking about your daughter, and it, I, I, girls are smarter than boys. So if I had a daughter, I don't have a daughter, but if I did, I'm just thinking about it like she probably knows the score. She, she's not stupid. Daughters are smart. Girls are smart. I don't think you got to worry about it. I got to find a mother for my daughter. I don't know if that's the case. I think you got to I think got to do what Tone says. I think you got to kind of not not to the degree of just pushing it aside. If you really like somebody, then, you know, let it. Let it mature. Let's see where that goes. But yeah, I can't say to force it in that situation. Boy, that's that's. that's I a also rough spot. think what he will be surprised is how much more open-minded women in the dating scene are. Open-minded about something like that. I bet he might think that's a that's a death sentence with women. Like it's going to make it impossible. Oh, I have met so I many agree. women uh, that are actually ready and willing to to to, to be with. Somebody of the opposite sex, even if they have a child. I think you're even right. quote baggage, right? I think used to worry about right. baggage that yeah. always gets brought up. And yeah, there are some that that'll be a deal breaker. You can't worry about that. You've got to move on. Yeah, deal breaker. Hey, then you know what? Good saves you time. Yeah, eventually, yeah, they saved you time about that. But I think you're right. I don't. I don't think that this. I, and I think that's part of our generation. I mean, if he's 31, I'm 34, so we're about in the same spot. It was still 
when you watched on TV, it was still taboo. Talk about putting a bow on things here. It was still taboo to have kids. I'm like, oh, God, I'm uh, like, I remember every person who had kids, it was always like in like a sitcom. When are we gonna? T- when am I gonna tell him that I have a son? When am I gonna tell her that I have a daughter? Like that type of thing. I think you're I open. Don't think open, open right off. The I bat. agree, and I don't think it's like that anymore. I think so many people, like people, keep going. Well, we're, the divorce rate's the highest it's ever been. Yeah, because people want to be happy. It's not like it used to be before. So, like, there were plenty. Like, people go, well, people, people stay married. Yeah, they stayed married in bad marriages. We all know people who stayed married in bad marriages, who are maybe our own parents or maybe our friends' parents. There were plenty of generations that, oh, they stayed married. Doesn't mean that was good for their health or for their children. They just stayed married. That doesn't make anything better. It just ruined their lives. So more people want to be happy. And damn, Mark, I think you ought to want to be happy. And I think that that's perfectly fine. He didn't. Say, I don't think he said anything about the kid or anything. But that's. Per- I think we're, we've changed tastes. And I think that's perfectly fine. I think there's more people out there with kids who are more willing to have Blended families than we've ever had in the past. That's true. Now, Mark Strong, CLE fan, says, find the hottest woman out there and knock her up. Worked for me. Uh, hey, look, it's, it's viable solutions all over the place. But I, That did happen with a buddy I went to high school with, <laughs> I swear to God. He was with a total out-of-his-league smoke show, and I guess she, he just got her to love him because they're still together. So there you go. I, I, I think that if you go into this with the right mindset, I think it, it it can happen to you more than you think. I think you just need to be open-minded, and you can't go in doom and gloom on what women will think because you have a child. And you might actually find that some of them are are really into it, and it'll say more about you as a person uh, that you're that you're that you're showing some courage and that you're willing to put yourself out there. I think it could uh, keep us. I, I want more updates as things go by for Mark. I want to know how this is going. I want to know what the dating profile setup is, because that's just a part of the game now. I don't think you will. I it think is. if it goes too long, you're going to start to feel bad, and you won't want to hear any more of No, I will. I know, because we're going to keep giving them bad advice. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to at least okay. be good content for the podcast. Okay. So, so Mark, Mark was cur- courageous enough to put himself out there for this. So I think, I think this is going to work out for him. You know what else works out for everybody is Extend Technologies. <laughs> Extend Technologies works out for everybody. And, Mark... Let me tell you something. If you contact Extend Technologies and you set up a patio of your dreams or maybe home entertainment system or automation. You're going to love it. It is going to draw them in, too. It's going to help. It's all part of the package. You are going to have your own taboo American style. You are going to have your own body shop. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to love it. (laughs) With Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. And you want to find out about how great it is, just go to the website and see some of the great videos, see some of the great pictures that they have where they can transform your basement. And don't forget the home automation where you can be in control of your home. The lighting, the heating, the cooling, the television, the fireplace, everything, and home security right there from your own phone. Whether you're in Cleveland, Ohio, whether you're in Brick Park, whether you're in Toledo, whether you're in Timbuktu to Portland, Maine to Portland, Oregon, for that matter, doesn't matter. Get to Extend Technologies first, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Your experts in home, automation, installation, everything that you could possibly need under one roof in Broadview Heights with Extend Technologies. All right, we're back on Friday with the regular show, with a good old-fashioned radio show. You know what we're going to do? We're going to ask fans, start thinking about it now. We are going to ask fans what you want addressed 
with oh, Kobe God. Altman. Don't do that. Yes, We're not you, asking that on the you've show. You've had 11 days. You've had 11 days to seethe and to Don't try to figure that. out what you want Kobe to Don't do. do. So do that. we will put our responsibility, send it right to you, and you guys can help out the show. I'll do it if you play. If you have kid play summer hack. Yeah. Kid That's definitely fine. wants to play summer hack. I mean, it's his choice. That's but. fine. Yeah, if you want to make it summer hack, go right on ahead. All right, we're back tomorrow, <laughs> 6 to 10. All right, and then uh, I don't know why I keep saying, all right, all right. Is there, a, is there a crutch word that I use that I don't notice? Sometimes I think I say so too much or all right too much. or um. I say all right. That's a big transition word for me. You say all right and come back from break. All Bulldoze right. It all right. Just all right, like, welcome back. Spool in the Fox. Yeah, all the time. All the time. Uh, and somebody pointed this out. I say to me, to me, instead of just saying my opinion, I go mm. to me, Lamar Jackson, instead of just saying Lamar Jackson. Mm. I've tried to fix it, and I haven't. It's been 10 years. Was it Keith who did it to you? No, it was a fan. Oh, boy. All right. We're back tomorrow, 6 to 10. Back on the Emerging Podcast scene next Tuesday, coming up right after the show. For Big Country, for Jeff, for Kenny, for the s- – I don't need to thank Jeff – for Big Country, for Kenny, for the Slippery Wizard, Anthony Lima, I'm Ken Carmen. Have a wonderful day, my friends. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.